Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. Hi, my name is Justin. I'm the developer of Pur Rocket, an iOS space game with cats, and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash purrocket. Yeah. It's how we do it, y'all. L-G-B. Straight out of Donnie Stavridis. What up to you, one up gaming? They're not really ready for this one. One up gaming is behind me Let me get in beast mode If you wanna try me You don't need a cheap code Kante is who I be to you It's Mr. Hero Legendary adversary Flows considerably though I'm a super saiyan I got dragon balls I wouldn't lie You might think I'm playing When I'm saying I can really fly When I'm on the track You feel the energy I'm pushing out Put me on the map One up gaming's who I'm talking about I'm the rapping master chief Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show up And we're back, it's 1UP Gaming, it's me David, and for some reason yeah. I'm getting a lot of echoing feedback, so, <laughs> I don't know about you Eddie, are you getting echoing feedback or just me? A little bit, a little bit of crackling as well. A little bit. Screw it. Yeah, screw it. Hello. It is the 1UP Gaming podcast, we're back again. episode 221, I think. Christ. I will double check. Yes, 221. So, here we are. What have you been doing, Eddie? What have you been doing, Eddie? Oh, well, let's see. I've been playing a bunch of games. I mean, I've, I've gone back to two games. I've gone back to uh, I've gone back to the division that had its had an update the 1.88 update that came out recently just to check it out just to see what changed and everything. I played the division in quite and yeah that game's changed <laughs> that game has changed quite a bit like wow the division is something else it's not the same game that's for that is for very sure like, at all plays very kind of differently like for people who had played the division at the very beginning that game was very linear almost but now nah it's completely different now it's completely different and it's kind of it's kind of fun it's a lot more fun 
it's a lot more of an experience to play and I feel like you know if if you like if you like it's like what Destiny again I'm going to be shitting on Destiny a lot it's it's like what Destiny should have been and it's what the division should have been at the beginning yeah. but I feel like that's a trend now a lot of games come out broken and then are fixed like a year or two later yeah and it's like if you're gonna make a game uh, if you're gonna make a game I'm I'm not trying to shit on your hard work but make the game you know what I mean properly make the game like at least pretend that you were that you were planning to give out like a fully functioning product and I think like I, I wanna I want to blame Steam but I don't know how because not Steam I, I would say Bethesda I would say I would blame Bethesda because you know how they release like fucking um, Fallout 4 and Skyrim and stuff and the games have a lot of problems and a lot of the times mods fix those problems and they add content like you shouldn't wait for people to have people shouldn't have to mod a game to get enjoyment out of the game that shouldn't be a thing that's just shit if you if your game is no good, if your game's no good without a mod, then your game's just no good. And I think that's just that's that's just facts, really. Like, if I can't enjoy your game without mods, then something is very wrong with how you designed your game. Because a game is supposed to be played, a game is supposed to be enjoyed in its in its like original form. Why? Because that's how the game was made. You didn't. You did not make the game to be like completely dependent on mods. And if you did, you have fucked up. Really, that's literally it. You might as well stop paying these mod, these mod, these modders because they're basically making your game. That's what they're doing. Are they like? And I think you see that a lot with with games like Fallout and Skyrim. The mods make the game. There are, there are a lot of mods that are basically DLC. And you know these modders aren't getting paid. But the only reason people still play Skyrim, still play Fallout 4, because let's be honest, after the story's done, there's not much to do. So, like, the only reason people still play these games is because of the mods. You don't play it because, ah, oh, I feel so connected to this world. Fuck off. Just fuck off. Let's be honest. Every time we go into a world like that, the first thing we do is find out who we can bang and who we can't. And then we try and bang who we can and then we leave the game. <laughs> That's it. There are very few people who are like, yo, I need to explore the lore and I need to get to know the world. Very few people. And even they get bored because after a while, you learn everything. You've seen everything. I think me and, and you play games differently. Play I don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> Maybe I play games with. But like... It does make sense. Because let's be honest, how, when was the last time you played Skyrim? Honestly? Yeah. I don't think I've ever played it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Have you played Fallout 4? No. See? But I don't if like, I I don't like role-playing games. Uh, well, that's, that is... I can't blame you for that, to be honest. There aren't many good ones right now. There aren't many good ones. Not really. Like, the good ones are far and in between. The good ones are far and in between. 
But no, you know, it's just kind of it's it's kind of depressing because you're looking at these games that are coming out and they're all either broken or in a state that they really shouldn't be. And I don't understand what the thought process was because let's be honest, if you already have an established franchise, then just be like, you know what? You guys are going to have to wait an extra six months or an extra nine months or whatever. I would rather you delay the game than, send, than bring something out that's half finished. That makes no sense. You're just going to get a lot of people returning the game, getting refunds, and then you're not getting money from that. You're wasting everyone's time. You have a lot of people who start playing a game and then stop. And I have to give it to the division. They took a like they they spent time constantly updating, constantly fixing, and that's what you're supposed to do. A lot of games come out and they either wait to get modded or you have to wait two you have to wait um, like what six months to a year for the game to be any good again. When you've paid sixty to fifty pound for a game that you want to play now, not in June. So I don't know. I know what you mean. I prefer the old days where you bought a game and that was the game you got. You didn't have to wait six months, eight months for it to be updated to be playable. Exactly. I don't want to wait for a game to be playable. I want to play the goddamn game. Hmm. If I wanted to wait for a game to be playable, I would I would have waited to buy the game. But I didn't. And that's the thing. It's either... And, and I get it. It's... Game design is not a simple job, and that's fine. But this is the thing. If you don't tell anyone yeah, what the hell is going on, people are going to make up conclusions by themselves. And there's nothing you can do about that. You can complain and everything else, but, like, mate, are you helping yourself by keeping quiet? And if not, say something. This is not one of those times where you're supposed to shut up. This is one of those times where you're supposed to tell the people who are playing your game, yo, this is the stuff we're going through. The pros, we had a deadline, we had to reach the deadline, so right now we're going to take some time, we're going to finish, we're, we're going to release some um, patches, some fixes, and we're going to fix the things, and we're going to fix the things that we forgot to fix, and we're going to fix the things that we just found out now that are broken, and then we'll, we'll get back to you. That's it, that's all you have to say. But if you, but if you, but if you stay silent, people will make things up by themselves. They're just gonna say, "Yo, the they're being lazy, they're being greedy," and trust me, like that's not a nice thing to be called when you spent how many, how many months, and maybe like how many years working on a game, and to be called lazy, that's not a nice thing to hear. But you can't really complain to someone when they have no idea what you're doing. If you're not explaining the situation, no one's gonna know what you're doing. And I think that's a that's a lot of the problem with a lot of game studios. They're either not allowed to talk or they just don't. And if you're not talking and then you're surprised by the outcome, that's that you have no one to blame but yourself at that point. Really. So have you played anything else, Eddie, or just a division? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, nah. I've played uh Oh, I went back to Destiny because they had like a bunch of events going on. They they did uh, what was it, Crimson Days, which was alright. You know, I, I wouldn't. 
that's the thing. I don't. I won't call Crimson Days an actual event because it's kind of shit. But you 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 get them. You take them where you can get them, really. And then they have uh, Fraction Rally going on right now. So I'm just meandering through that. It's like I don't know. It's still very. It's still very empty. The game is very empty, and it's not. It's like it's barren. The game is very barren. Like. If, if someone was to tell me how much would you buy this game for I would say I would buy it for about £20 because right now I'd, I'd rather be playing No Man's Sky when it first came out than playing Destiny and that's saying something so mm. but then you have well I've been playing some Tekken as well because it's Tekken come on now uh, just fighting games and then I've been trying to play some... Uh, I think it's that new Naruto game that came out as, on beta. I'm trying to get onto that, but the lobbies are either always full or everything's just down. So yay, England's internet. <laughs> but, you know, what can you do? It's yeah. really fun, though. No, um, Yeah, man. It's just... I haven't been playing a lot. I haven't been playing much. I'm, I'm trying... I'm going to wait for... I think the big thing I'm waiting for is um, World of Warcraft's expansion Battle for Azeroth to just grace me and then I don't think I'll be playing anything else for like the rest of the year yeah but that's about it that is about it now I my friend have been playing a lot of retro things because I've been trying to set up my sort of a display cabinet I guess you would call it whereas I've got a TV in the middle and then I've got the Sega Saturn a Nintendo GameCube an original Xbox a Nintendo Super Nintendo a Mega Drive a Playstation 1 a Playstation 2 a Sega Master System a Nintendo so a NES a Dreamcast and a Nintendo 64 and in the middle there's like a whole host of Sega Saturn games and I've got like steering wheels and turtles and X-Men figures all up on those sides and I've got them all plugged in all running through like SCAR so basically you just turn the TV on and press like the Sega Saturn turn it on and it automatically comes on the TV or you turn that off and turn the PlayStation 2 on and then that automatically comes on the same TV there's a lot of wires involved. But it's fun. So as I've been setting that up, I've been playing a few PlayStation 2 games. So the first one is Virtua Pro Football. And I believe this one is just a quick part of the Dreamcast game 90 Minutes. And it looks very similar to a Pro Evo socket. All the menus and that look identical to Pro Evo. But when the actual game comes on and when you start playing it, say you sort of control the ball and move it to the like left, right, up or down, your man automatically moves like a yard or two in that direction. So it just feels very strange compared to like a normal football game where you control it and move straight away. And you don't actually have to move two or three yards in the way you were going to go. You just control, turn, and then you can move wherever you want. 
but this one just feels very dodgy let's just say it looks nice but it just doesn't feel right for a football game especially not on the PS2 it's do you know like when you had like the PS1 games where there were always moving things so like you didn't quite know always moving things what the actual game was going to be either like an arcade game or a sim game or sometimes on FIFA you had to hold the button down to run other times you had to jab the triangle button to run it's just one of those things where you just don't quite know what the hell the game's going to be and I would easily <laughs> say it's really bad it is a really bad game I only bought it because it's made by Sega it's got the word virtue in the title so the next game was yeah. This Is Football 2004 for the PS2 and I don't know if you've ever played the, the This Is Football sort of series they've actually got a no, I don't think I... a button I can't remember which one it is it's one of the top ones I think and if you press it your man automatically does a dive so <laughs> you, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you press the button and you, you dive you get a yellow card for diving but the aim of the game is when you're running through the defence you press the button to make it look like you've been fouled when you've just dived and it's such a weird sort of mechanic in a game but it That's looks nice weird. and plays quite smoothly so it's not too bad but again football games nowadays even the really cheap bad ones are so much far and away in advance of what the PS2 sort of football games were and yeah. next up is ISS and ISS 3 and I don't know if you remember but on the PS1 they had Pro Evo Soccer or it was actually called International Superstar Soccer Pro and on the Nintendo 64 it was just called International Superstar Soccer there was two separate game development teams on the PlayStation it was much more slow and sim on the Nintendo 64 it was much more of an arcade sort of game and when it came on the yeah. PS2 there was Pro Evo Soccer which kept with the slow sim approach and there was three or four ISS games which was the arcade sort of based game and these games they were just not as good nowhere near as good the control the movement the graphics just weren't as good as the Pro Evo games even on the PS2 sort of thing but it's I think it, I, I like collecting stuff that's a bit of a novelty you know some of the you sort of put in just for a quick 10-20 minutes just sort of like did we really play games like that you know 10-15 years ago but I keep saying it you look back on how games used to be you get real thankful about how games are now <laughs> yeah. you get real thankful about how games are now because games now are beautiful back then oh my god they were ugly as hell but it's Jesus. amazing it is amazing like I remember playing games on the, like the Mega Drive and the Sega Saturn and PS1 thinking that they looked almost like real life yeah and now you, you look back <laughs> yeah there was a lot of imagination back then. 
You so... have to use your imagination, because <laughs> if you did, everything just looked like shapes and colours. I know. It's... It was real weird. So the last two games for the PS2, there was IndyCar Series 2005, which was a Codemasters game. So a realistic sim-based, like the Formula 1 games, but with the IndyCar license. And it plays nice, it's fast, smooth. I couldn't work out how to change the view though. I kept I was jabbing loads of buttons and nothing really worked, but it it, it was nice. And the last game for the PS2 was a really cheap 50p game, International Super Cats. So basically this is a sim go-kart racing game, which I quite like the go-kart racing games. And it's again it was only 50p so it was nothing to you know really look at you know be expected that it was going to be amazing it was a cheap nasty game and it's fun I played one game on the original Xbox and that was Champ Manager 2002-2003 and this was when Sports Interactive still had the Champ Manager name and before they went to Football Manager and it's still good. It is still really good. Apart from, I think I forget how slow the game was on the Xbox. I was literally on it for about two hours and didn't even get off pre-season. But the game is still really good fun. The last of my retro games that I played, I just got today... And that was the virtual racing for the Mega Drive. Alright. And this is the only Sega Mega Drive game with the Sega virtual processing chip in the cartridge. And if anyone doesn't know, basically when the virtual racing came out, it was about 80-90 quid. Which is a hell of a lot more than the normal Mega Drive games. And Sega put that chip into... And they made the Sega 32X. So they didn't have to put that chip into every single cartridge. It was just like in the actual add-on. Which made it a lot cheaper. But it wasn't powerful enough and just wasn't worth the effort to be honest. But Virtual Racing still... I was going to say, it still looks nice, but it, I don't think it... No, no. It still plays okay. It's amazing. <laughs> like, I think it runs at about between 10 and 15 frames a second. And nowadays, if it doesn't run at 30, it's unplayable. And a lot of people now yeah. are saying that it has to be 60 frames a second. Which I don't understand. Your eyes can only see up to oh, 24 yeah. frames, so... Yeah. it's It's kind of... I don't know, it's kind of weird, it's kind of mm. weird, because I am used to playing, I don't know, I think anyone who has played WoW can can understand playing a game at about 12 frames a second, and having to just deal with it, because you have shitty internet, mm. that's just, it's life, that's just how life is, and I get it, people are like, you know, things are better now, but the internet really hasn't, your internet quality really hasn't changed that much in the last, like, what, 10 years. So you may think it's gotten better, but your internet provider does not care. <laughs> like yeah. you're still gonna get slow internet, and things are still gonna run slowly. 
especially if the game has to be online. So, you know, it's kind of peak. So, I've played two modern games that have just come out this week or last week, I can't remember now. But the first one, if uh, do you want me to say the full title of the game? Oh, yes, please. <clears throat> Monster Energy AMA Supercross FIM World Championship, the official video game. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I think a lot of people just call it Monster Energy Supercross 2018. Just real. <laughs> that's a real. Rolls off laugh. the tongue, doesn't it? Wow. And as you can probably guess, it's a Supercross game. And it's made by. I've completely blanked on their name. Um, oh god, the French, but I can't remember. And they make a lot of motorbike games and other sort of racing games. Uh, basically, the game itself looks absolutely stunning. The lighting effects, the particle effects, the fireworks, everything, it looks absolutely stunning. And then you start the race. When you've got a group of bikes in your way, the game frame rate drops inconsistently. And it is like fast forward, slow motion, fast forward, slow motion. But when you get into the clear air and you're actually going through the game, it is way too fast to be controllable. It's like you've got rockets on the back of the bike and you're just bouncing off scenery and... I don't know. It, I don't know what they. I mean, for me, they could actually slow the game down by half, and it'd make it a lot more playable. But yeah, it's it's not good. It is one of the worst racing games I've played, and I even played. I think they did the M. Oh God, what is it? The MX Summit games on the the released a Switch version, and I actually played that. And they had the same trouble with the frame rate issues. But I just put that down to the fact that it wasn't a good conversion to the Switch. But now I'm thinking, well, maybe the other games for the PS4 and the Xbox were pretty shit as well. But, but yeah, so I would not recommend that. Even if you are a Supercross fan, it just didn't play very well. And the last game that I've been playing is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Ooh. And it looks, I mean, I will say it looks absolutely amazing. It really does. It looks almost real when you're walking around doing stuff. Um, the the people that you're talking to and interact with look a bit like puppets. You know, they, are, they don't look real. There's something about them that just looks a bit off. Um, but the background right. in the scenery looks really good. And then I had to have a fight with someone. And... I could not work out if you can change to a third person. So I was stuck in first person. There's like punch, jab and kick. And you have a stamina meter. And it's all done with physics. So if you punch like a split second too early, you don't connect your punch. And then you can't punch again for a couple of seconds. 
and I just got my ass absolutely pummeled. And but it it's one of those games that it looks nice. It looks sort of like easy to get into. The map was easy to use, so that was good. And I would just say it looks like a budget Skyrim. Yeah. You know, but technically speaking, I, mean, I don't know if it was a small team or or not, but I would say that it's it's competent. It's a action role playing game, very competent. But I would have to give the combat a hell of a lot more of a go because I literally just threw one punch, missed, and then the guy just smacked the hell out of me and I fell over in a heap. So I don't know if they're going for like a blood, uh, dark soul sort of very intense combat, but I don't know. I weren't prepared for that, and then I turned the game off. But I mean, that's basically all I've been playing there. Ready? Do you have any news, or should we just have a short um, podcast? I, there's no, there's no like worthwhile news. I think there's gonna be. E, I think E three is happening soon, so. Most of the news is going to come from that. You say soon, but it's it's in four months' time. That's soon. That's as soon as it's going to get. That's as soon as it's going to get. Let's be honest. That's as soon as we're going to get. We're not. It's not going to. It's not going to come any sooner. So you know. And I don't think there's going to be much news until then. I think everyone is holding their breath, or they're holding back some stuff, and like they don't want to. They don't want to like show too much yet. That no one's going to talk about a game or show any trailers beforehand. I don't think. Up next on the One Up Gaming podcast is ten minutes of nothing. Will it be the team talking about nothing or a guest interview? Stick around and find out now. It's ten minutes of nothing. Yeah, ten minutes of nothing. I tell if you, someone Eddie. does, then it's mighty. Great. I will ask your opinion. Did you see the Nintendo Labo trailer? Oh, piss off. Just <laughs> piss off. No. Absolutely not. That's bullshit. You're not making me pay for cardboard. The fuck is this? <laughs> it's basically a Ruby computer in with cardboard strapped to it. So, well done. Or is it Raspberry? No, Raspberry Pi, that's it. It's like, the fuck? It's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It makes no sense why people are so excited for this. It makes no sense to me. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Oh yeah, I'm going to pay £60 for cardboard. Cardboard! They're selling you paper! It's just... This is what I was talking about before, and I've said this once, I'll say it again. Nintendo can shit in a bag and sell it to people, and people will pay money because it has their name on it. They will pay money because it has Nintendo's name on it. And it's true. No one's going to look at... Every time Nintendo releases anything, anything at all, people lose their goddamn minds because it's Nintendo. For, it's like, for fuck's sake. They can do no wrong, but they've done so much wrong. <laughs> and I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's like nostalgia blinds people. It is like nostalgia blinds people, and it's kind of upsetting. Because it's like... You, you, they will, people will crucify every single other. Like, if EA was to bring out, like, I don't know, like a shitty plastic add-on to one of their games, people would lose their fucking mind. 
if Sony was going to be like, yo, here's this really crappy plastic thing that you can use to play, like, people tore apart the Kinect. People tore apart a PlayStation Move. But, but fucking, they, they release cardboard and they're like, yes, that's what I've wanted my entire life. Like, come the fuck on, man. It's like, I will say, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, that looks quite interesting. And I thought it'd be like £10 because it's cardboard. But they're like, it's they're cardboard. 40, 50, 60 quid, aren't they? It's co- Again, it's cardboard. The <laughs> fact that they're selling cardboard is the thing that pisses me off. <laughs> it could be a pound. It's cardboard. <laughs> People are losing their fucking minds for cardboard. People are reviewing cardboard. Are you serious? No. <laughs> Have some self-respect. Just a little bit. Just the smallest amount. Because at this point, Kim Kardashian has more self-respect than most video games. Than most gamers. And I'm, and I'm a little pissed. Because let's, let's, let's get serious for a second, Joe. Let's get serious for a second. People bitched and moaned about microtransactions. About predatory, um, predatory practices when it comes to video games. What do you think this is... What, do you, what type of message do you think this is sending... Um, publishers and game developers this is sending them the message that all, especially publishers this is sending them the message to be like yo we can sell these stupid fuckers anything we want strap a classic name onto it and they'll buy it they had the same reaction when it came to microtransactions what did they say these motherfuckers will buy anything if, if it makes a shiny noise when it comes out of a box there you go and people complain and they're mystified when it's like oh, no they're fucking with us yes you dumb bastard <laughs> yes of course they're fucking with you they don't want you they want your money Christ you never, you, you'll never go up to someone in a store and they'll be like yo I'll give you all of this food just give me a hug no give me your money and leave that's literally all it is they want your money now get the fuck out they're selling you cardboard and you're acting like they've just given you water and you've been and you've been thirsty for 30 years no they are selling you cardboard don't be happy about cardboard for fuck's sake is the bar set so low that we that we are happy about cardboard is the world in such a state that that we that we literally get happy about cardboard that's oh for fuck's sake for fuck's sake. There are better shit. There's better shit to spend your money on. That's just truth. That's just truth. And put it like this. If we see... If we see a rise of peripherals... That are made of shit... Just made of cardboard and cheap plastics... Yeah? I don't want to hear one fucking person... Who bought the fucking Nintendo cardboard bullshit... To come to me and be like... Oh, you know... Oh man, they're, so, they're, they're, they're being predatory. Oh, they're not helping us. Oh, they're trying to take our money. You, you've been warned. There were warning signs everywhere. This isn't a hindsight issue. This is paying the fuck attention issue. Because <laughs> it's the same thing that happened with microtransactions. People started paying for shit that you didn't need to pay for. You spent, money, you spent your money on dumb shit and then get upset about people realizing that you spent your money on dumb shit. Whose fault is it? Let's be honest. Whose fault is it? There's a point, like, and I, and I swear, this is a dodo thing. This is like, 
this is what happened to the dodo. There's a point where where predator where, where the predator doesn't have to try anymore. It's 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 begun. It started to it started to be that you're just killing yourself. It's like the dodo walking off a cliff. You're killing yourself. Your predators no no longer need to try. You're doing it to yourself. Everyone's like, oh, there's predatory practices and this, that, and the other. What did they actually do? When you look at it, what what do microtransactions actually offer you? They offer you a non-existent thing for actual money, and the only thing that you have to do is realize that you don't need to spend your money on it. That's it. That's I, I don't it. think I've ever they... bought any microtransaction thing. Thank you. Why? If it's just cosmetic, why are you buying it? Why? There is no reason. The re- the problem isn't with the transactions and it isn't with the industry. The problem is the people buying the things. You cannot complain that you are spending your money on something and then be upset with the people trying to sell you the thing that you're spending your money on. That's stupid. That's like being angry at cig- that's like being angry at, ci- at, at cigarette companies and then being uh, being angry at cigarette companies but not at the people that are smoking it. You're spending your money on cigarettes. Don't blame them <laughs> for selling you cigarettes. You're buying it. You don't have to spend your money on these things. You have a choice. People act like they hypnotize you and they take away your free will. They they literally used and this is something that I saw recently. They they used people used a um, to justify how predatory microtransactions are. They used this um, old study, this old experiment how they basically made a button that for animals, like, the animals would press a button, they get food, right? But if you make the food come out less frequently, so they have to press the button one or two or three or a few more times until they get the food, they will just keep pressing the button regardless of how much food comes out. Now, I'm going to say this, and I don't want anyone to have a heart attack from how shocking this is, but we're smarter than rodents. I know. What, what type of rodent? I'd say I'd say 50% of humanity is smarter than a mouse. Let's be honest. Like 50%, like a solid like half a chunk. But let's like, it's serious. It's serious. When when we compare ourselves in intelligence to rodents, now you just now you just bullshitting. Now you're just bullshitting. You don't want to take responsibility for the fact that you are buying things with your money. No one's telling you to spend this money. No one's telling you that there's nothing. There's Unless a game physically forces you, says you cannot get through this part of the game without paying this, without buying this, without spending this amount of money, there's no reason for you to, there's no reason for you to pay anything. Done. Simple. Over. There's no reason. Now, people point out like Shadow of Mordor and... Um, other games that are like, oh, we'll sell you these really powerful characters so you can get through the game easier. That makes no sense. And let me tell you why. Yeah? Let me tell you why, real quick. That makes no sense purely because when you're playing a game and the difficulty is ramped up so they make you pay something, you no longer need to play that game. You can simply turn off the game and say, I'm not going to play this game, I'm going to refund it, done. You can do that as a as a sentient being you have a choice yeah the moment you turn to me and say but i don't have a choice because they're manipulating how i think you're a fucking idiot (laughs) you you choose you're allowing yourself to be manipulated even though you know they manipulate you are you are you american are you high 
And I'm going to take the piss out of Americans because, oh, so much wrong with your country. This is a gaming podcast, but if it wasn't, oh my god. It's just all. Oh. But let's be serious. You're allowing yourself to be taken advantage of, but you're not really being taken advantage of, are you? You're be you you have been told. They like gaming companies are no aren't even sly about it anymore. Like look at EA. They weren't even hiding the fact they were they were trying to fuck with you. And what did you do? You made them take away the microtransactions for a little bit. And now governments are getting involved. Well done. Well, just well done. Go- that's that's what we need. Government supervision in video games because that's what we want, isn't it? Governments in video games because then when they start passing laws on video games, when are they going to stop? How are you going to stop them from doing whatever the fuck they want? Because let's be honest, the only reason we have the ESRB or Peggy, if you're in or if you're in England, I guess, the only reason we have them is because if we if they didn't if those um, rating boards didn't come up, the government would have taken control. Easy. They would have taken all violence out of video games if they wanted to, and there'd be nothing anyone could do about it. Why? There you go. This isn't this isn't like what happened to comic books in the sixties. This is different. This is the government literally saying this cannot be in a game. When that starts happening, when will it end? That's literally my only question. When will it actually end? Because people are putting so much faith into politicians to deal with the problem of microtransactions that they are trusting them to make laws around it. If, if, if governments can be so inept yeah, that a couple million or a couple hundred million or whatever the amount can sway how they react to situations, what makes you think that the gaming industry will not just be like, fuck it, we'll just pay you money to shut your mouth? That's the one thing. That's the one thing I don't think people fully understand. You can vote out and bullshit as much as you want, but once the government has their claws in something, they're not just gonna leave. Because I want to point out a very good example. What happened to net neutrality? Again, can someone tell me? Oh, right, yeah, it got taken away, didn't it? Fuckery. But what's gonna happen? Everyone's like, oh, it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back. We're fighting for it. Fight all you want. Don't matter. Because the person in charge is going to change his mind, is he? And this is what I mean. It's a wonderful thing. And it's a wonderful way of looking at stuff. But this is, but the fact is that gamers did this to themselves. They don't want to take responsibility for it. And now they're buying fucking pieces of cardboard because they're nostalgic <laughs> for the old days. Motherfucker, if you want to play with cardboard, go play with cardboard. There's not a shortage, there's no shortage of cardboard. Yeah, there's no shortage of... I will sell niggas cardboard, I swear to God. I swear to God, I will sell you cardboard. <laughs> I will sell you cardboard cutouts of characters. I swear to God, I will sell it to you. If that's what you want, mate, I will sell you cardboard swords, cardboard shields. You can go play outside, go LARP. I swear, I will not even look at you sideways. But the moment you start, buy- you start buying £60 worth of cardboard because you feel nostalgic, you're a fucking idiot. I don't even care who you are, you're a fucking idiot. Because you are not helping anyone. You're not doing anything. This isn't this isn't making the gaming industry better. This isn't allowing creativity. This isn't promoting any bullshit. This is just you wanting to feel like a child again. This is this is you wanting to feel like a child again. And that's what games do, yeah? They make us feel like kids, and that's fine. But there's a limit. 
there has to be a point where your where your chat where the child inside takes a back seat and the adult says i'm not gonna pay for this because this is fucking ridiculous and the fact that no one has come to this conclusion yet either means that people are idiots or someone is fucked in the head because i i, I refuse i refuse to believe i refuse to believe that people gamers who constantly boast and show studies about how gaming improves this your intelligence how you how your problem solving skills your hand eye coordination all of these things have been basically turned into bitches and it's hilarious it's true it's it's funny because it's true because how i look at it is yeah nintendo's a pimp and gamers are the hoe and when nintendo comes around comes to the corner and says where's my money if you don't have enough he's gonna smack you and by smack you i mean he's gonna leave he's gonna leave you with a with a drought of games because put it like this nintendo doesn't need to make games and this is the sad thing about how they work nintendo doesn't really need to make games because all they really need to do is release a game every five maybe 10 years of an old product right every 10 10th anniversary or fifth anniversary release a game yeah release one of a game from one of your older days like a mario or whatever the fuck and then release it people will fucking kill their kids for that game people will beat their beat children over the head for that game i 100 percent. i would i i can vouch for that on my life but this is the thing this is the thing the fact the fact the hundred percent fact that people are willing again willing willingly giving their money to a company that is selling them cardboard pieces of cardboard that shake i saw i saw this one bit of this nintendo cardboard fucking thing this ad and it had the i think it was the uh, the controller it was the red one inside one of the pieces of cardboard and you'd move it around and it would vibrate right and it would move side to side go to any go to any primary school secondary school college and for our uni- and for our US uh, listeners that's like high school middle school go there yeah and go to any science class or class that they or fucking um, design and technology or fucking engineering or the fuck you have go to DT any class like that go in there and ask them to build you a remote control car or anything like that there you go it's exactly the same fucking thing the only problem is you paid 60 pound for it and it's made of paper that's it if it rains that is completely useless (laughs) it's true if it rains that's completely useless even if you use it inside if someone spills a drink on your on your labo it's fucked it's just wrecked or if the dog decides to sit down oh if the dog decides to pit i want i want it i want it to happen (laughs) i want that to happen to someone i want them to spend 60 pounds on a cardboard piece of shit and have the dog piss on it i want it to happen why because you deserve it (laughs) if you're willing to spend your money like that you deserve to be pissed on simple simple because you're basically pissing the money away it's just it, it baffles me gamers like the gaming community now baffles me it actually baffles me how they spend their money how they spend their money baffles me when you hear like stories of people spending ten thousand twenty thousand pound and they're like oh you know 
It's really predatory and stuff. You're a grown adult spending this money. If it's a child, yeah, one, how the fuck did a kid get that much money? Two, where's your parents? But, you know, that's a different, that's an entirely different conversation. It's just, if you're a grown, if you're a grown person, if you're 18 and above, yeah, if you're 16 and above, fuck it, yeah. If you're if you're if you're if you're grown enough, yeah, to make your own money, then you're grown enough to know how to spend your own money. So I don't want to hear none of that bullshit of oh yeah, but this, but that, but this. No, it's not gambling. This isn't gambling. You know what the difference between gambling and, lo- and loot boxes are? Gambling, you get real money. You can get real money from gambling. That's the difference. Loot boxes don't give you real money. It's not gambling. It's not the same thing. You're not getting something that you can then trade in for actual currency. That's not how this works. This isn't poker. You're not getting chips. The only difference is you're getting skins and you're getting weapons and you're getting cars, whatever the fuck else they put in these fucking things. And that's what you're getting. The fact that you're willing to spend money on something that you get no actual monetary value from is your own fucking fault. That's it. It's your own fault. No one else's. And this is the, and and this is where and this is why I, I uh, um whenever I hear people compare it to gambling, I look at them as if I'm in a twilight zone because it doesn't make sense. Because put it like this, if I was like, yo, David, I'm gonna spend like fucking a thousand pounds at a poker table, I could win more, I could win less. You know what I mean? But if I'm like, yo, David, I'm gonna spend a thousand pounds on loot boxes. Am I going to make that money back? <laughs> We're going to make the money back from loot boxes. No. I understand no, no. what you're saying. For me, I can understand what they mean. It's, it sets off the same endorphins in the brain of, I want that yeah, shiny so thing, I've got to pay money to get that shiny thing. And then as soon as something yeah, but that's happens, your brain so gives you chemicals and you're like, ooh, that's nice. So you automatically just start paying more and more money. It's an addiction at the end of the day, same as gambling. But that's the thing. I don't think it is. I honestly don't think it's the same. And I, I can see how it can be an addiction, but I don't think it's the same as gambling. Because again, gambling you can win something from. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's the this same is as... About but you get a similar sort of high of, I really want that, whatever it is. And you're willing to put money into it right. to try and get that feeling of getting what you want. Mm-hmm. But I feel this is what I'm saying. I feel like there's it's more about not being able to separate reality from fiction. You can't. I think the people who spend the money, the um, the large amounts of money, and the people that even buy these things. They can't, they don't understand the difference between getting something in a game and getting something in reality. That's the difference. You see what I'm saying? Because I think with gambling addiction, it's more to do with actually getting something back. Like, you always have that feeling in the back of your head, like, I, I could win. You see what I'm saying? Even if, you have no, even if you've lost everything, you could win it all back. And that's the thing that hooks you. That's the thing that grabs you by the chest and says, do it again. Because you might just get it again. You see what I'm saying? But, then but you get the same boxes, feeling like, with loot boxes. It's like, I want that shiny brown trousers. And you're willing to put the money mm. in just to get those brown trousers. It's You're still getting what you want. 
it's different from cash value, but in your head you want right. those brown trousers. And if you do get something that's like that, your brain gives you chemicals to sort of like make you think, oh yeah, that's really good. If I put more money in, I might get more of that. So I understand what they're saying. It's a very similar sort of feeling, like you're putting money in, hoping to win for gambling. But for these loot boxes, you're putting money in, hoping to get the shiny hat or the the brand new gun that no one else has got. And but that's what I'm saying. I think that has more to do with not being able to separate the fact that in reality you are spending something, you are you are giving something physical to get something that isn't. And I think that if it was, if you if if I think it would be a lot more different if you had people physically carry the money that they want to spend on this fake thing with them. They would have to go to a store, buy that loot box. I want to see if people would spend the same amount. And I guarantee the only people that will spend that the big amounts are the people that want to show off how much money they have. Yeah, That's it. That's literally it. Because people have become can't, can't understand and I think this is a lot of people can't understand the difference between actually spending money and using and just using a credit card or using your debit card because you never see the money actually physically leave you just oh, money's gone well you never actually see the money that's physically. why microsoft when they first launched the xbox live sort of service with xbla they used what was called mm. microsoft points so games were like 1600 points and that they did that so when you put money into the system, it converted like ten dollars to ten thousand points. But when you were spending money, you didn't actually think you were spending money. It was just these points that would just had random numbers. So they were And that's the, and that's what I'm It was to make people spend more money than what they actually realised. It's a devious system. I feel like they are and that's what I mean. This is what I mean. I feel like it's the separation of reality and fiction. How being able to separate the two makes it very simple for you to understand this is fiction, this is reality. This is real money and this is something that cannot be resold or given again. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like with a lot of different people, for a lot of people when you're when you're playing and buying these things they don't really fit they don't really see what they're doing they don't really they don't have that consciousness of oh shit i just spent a hundred pound on something that if i stop playing this game or this game gets cancelled or whatever it's all gone you see what i'm saying but so and it's very the only very- thing that i'd say is a lot of people nowadays especially with a lot of the I don't know what you call them, but they're always online sort of games. So say like Minecraft. A lot of people yeah. now put more time into Minecraft than they do going out. So to them, Minecraft is their real world. And that's a problem. And again, that's the problem. The people who cannot differentiate reality from fiction are the issue. It's not the practice. It's the people who are using the practice. Again, 
the problem with that the pro like the the problem with this system is not that people are being uh tricked or having their money taken away it's the fact that they cannot tell they cannot see that they have not been that they're spending their money on something that they will not get a return on or they will not though they won't probably use in the long run and that's the problem because this is the thing the fact that you can't the fact that people see video games and these other games as their reality is the is uh, i think it's like the biggest problem that we have because you have a bunch of people who feel like a game is their reality so when they are told spend money they just spend the money and that isn't the loot box fault because the loot box isn't there like you can't complain about a market that you helped create you see what i'm saying well yeah i mean like as i said to me i would never put money into loot boxes or anything like that if i i think if they're gonna sell items they should be on a store and you can just go straight in and buy what you want i think it's despicable mm. That you have to go spend money on a random chance. I do not like that. If you're going to buy some, at least have the option to sort of say, I'm buying the item for £5, or I get a 1 in 50 chance of winning it for £1. But this is the thing. What I'm seeing, what I'm seeing a lot of, and this is very true, and this is very telling, what I'm seeing a lot of around, of, of like in loot boxes and whatnot, is the fact that you have these you have these systems that are like okay you know random box of shit pay the money you have a random chance of getting any of the things that might be in this box and that's cool that's fine but why did this become popular that's the one question people aren't asking what's why did loot boxes become popular because when you actually say it out loud it seem it sounds like something that shouldn't be popular you pay you pay a certain amount of money to have a one in whatever chance of getting something you actually want. That shouldn't be a popular system, but it is. And one of the problem, one of the reasons it is popular is because I feel like one of the reasons it's popular is to do with people kind of glorifying it. So you see, like the YouTube the YouTube videos who, that have millions of views, hundreds of thousands of views, and it's literally just someone opening a pack. Yeah, there's like FIFA, okay. FIFA ones in there where they exactly. literally just spend hundreds of thousands of pounds and just open packs all day. Like, like right now, yeah, right now, I will go, I will go onto YouTube, yeah, type in loot box. I'll type in loot box opening, right? Loot box opening. The top, the first thing to come up, yeah, is an Overwatch one, opening 101 packs, that has 147,000 views, right? 147,000, now that's a lot of views, Yeah. that is a lot of views, yeah, and this is the problem, if you, if you go, if you then go and go, alright, I'm going to change the filter, and I'm going to go for the most viewed, so, under this loot box opening search most viewed video 2.6 million views 2.6 million 
and it is literally a two minute video two two minute fifteen second video of someone opening one box in Overwatch and getting three legendaries. And that's literally it. And then it's two point five, two point four, two point two million. And it's like can people really be that surprised at looking at at, re, at like looking at why these things are so huge because a lot of games and people can disagree if they want to but a lot of games are being made for youtubers and for and for like twitch streamers that's that's who games are being made for now yeah. they're not being made for the average gamer so loot boxes bring in a lot of money for youtubers and twitch streamers why because what they do is they make a video 100,000 views 200,000 views a million views whatever the hell then they're like oh shit like I can just keep buying these insane amount of loot boxes and I'll make the money back at some point and then other people are like yo look at this guy he bought 50 or 100 or whatever and he got all of these cool things I want to do that next now again I do not I'm not going to look at I'm not going to look at these guys I'm not going to look at the YouTubers and the streamers and be like yo it's your fault because it's not again it's not you cannot complain they are literally some of the smartest individuals because they look at a market and they're like this is popular boom you can again you cannot complain about a market you helped create you cannot make a hole in the market and then be and then complain about someone filling it it's your own fault we we watched these videos, we made them popular. It's not their fault for becoming popular. It's not their fault for creating these videos. They did the smart thing. We did the dumb thing. We watched these videos. We promoted these people. So now they have huge followings, they have huge channels, they have huge things because of loot boxes. And I think a lot of gaming channels, not all of them, not going to say all, but I'm going to say a lot, will say that some of the most popular videos are loot boxes or or loot openings and it's very it's very true because remember when um i think it was i don't know when it was i think it was like a year or two ago when a big thing on youtube was um uh unboxing videos the whole like uh someone would get something and they'd unbox it and they like you know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? yeah yeah that was a really big thing and it's true that was that was that really was a really big thing like there are entire channels based around the fact that they just unbox shit and again it's not their fault like you keep like um i saw this video before i saw this video before and i laughed at it so hard a woman bought a 900 pound literal just hodgepodge of shit just like 90s memorabilia and it was like are you fucking serious like all of all of the, and it's funny because like she paid so much money got it, got it from eBay so again it's her own damn fault I don't even blame the seller the seller's a goddamn genius entrepreneur genius all of the things were moldy broken or just not from the 90s at all and it's like someone stole shit from someone's garage put it in a box and sold it to you for like a couple hundred pounds and now you're upset you're an idiot and that's, and that's the truth. You're an idiot. Like, granted, what they've done may be illegal, may not, I don't know. But you're still an idiot. Like, 
if a if a Nigerian prince emails you saying he needs money, you're not going to send him money. Oh, I sent I sent him uh, contact details and uh, bank card details. Are you saying that's not right? <laughs> exactly. See what I mean? It's like fucking. It's like oh man, I sent this random person my shit. Did I do something <laughs> wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you did. You did. You did everything right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> fucking Christ. And this is the thing. We can't like. Gamers did make this. We made this system. We made this part of the industry. Microtransactions are now part of the industry. They fund games because whether we like it or not, game games game studios need to be funded. They need to make money. They just need it. That's just the truth. Whether we want to admit it or not, games don't make as much money as we think. Hmm. Unless you're a GTA or a Skyrim or whatever, you're not going to make that much money. And that's just the truth. And it, and the thing that makes games money now are microtransactions. And people will point at Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World and say, yo, Monster Hunter World, goddamn amazing, you know, winning through integrity. Let me ask you something. Yeah, let me ask you something real quick. Who made Monster Hunter's World, Monster Hunter World? Capcom, right? Yeah. What other games does Capcom make? Street Fighter. They have a bunch. They, Capcom has their name on a bunch of other games, right? Either, either as a developer and or producer, yeah. Yep. Or publisher. Now, where do you think the money to make Monster Hunter World came from? It came from those other games. So if you don't make a slew of other more successful games, you cannot make a Monster Hunter World. That's the only reason Monster Hunter World does not have microtransactions. Because they don't need it. That's the difference. There's a difference between need and want. Yeah? Some games need to have it. Because people point at EA and say, Yo, EA is so greedy, this, that, and the other. But let me ask you something. What happens if the studio that made that game for EA fails to make money? That studio gets closed down. EA don't care. And we've seen this before. EA will close studios if they don't make enough money. And they won't give a damn. They will not give a damn. They will close the studio. 300 people will be out of work and they'll be like, peak. That's tough. Unemployment line is that way. And it's true. And this is the thing. People don't take that into account. They, they, don't, they don't care. And this is the difference. Game, gamers, don't, gamers, are very, very, gamers are very selfish in the way that they think. And I'll say that as a gamer, because I am a very selfish person. When you think about games, do you think about the people developing and publishing the game? Or do you think about, hey, I wanted this. I wanted this to be in the game. Why does this game have microtransactions? I don't understand. Or do you look at the, or do you look at the game and be like, they need to make money somehow. That's it. That's just it. Because put it like this. As many people as you think buy the game isn't enough. As much money as you believe you think you know how much goes into a game isn't as much as you think. You do not know how much people get paid, how much software costs, how much equipment costs, how much maintenance costs. You do not know any of those figures. You can guess. You can estimate from things that you heard five or six years ago or from different developers. But not everyone gets paid the same thing. Not everyone gets the same amount of money or gets the same amount of hours. It's not all the same all around the board. So you can't then turn around and be like, yo, why haven't they done this? Why did they put this in the game? Why did they put that in the game? Unless you actually 
intimately look intimately know what why they did what they did and what they put into it you can't then go to a developer and say you're being lazy you can't you're not allowed you you are not allowed to have that opinion you're just not you're not allowed to have that opinion no matter what you think or no matter what you say you're not allowed to have that opinion because and I was one of those people I was one of those people that used to call developers lazy I was sometimes I still do but it's the thing developers put in an unknown amount of work and an unknown amount of hours for an unknown amount of pay and then they have some random person telling them they're lazy for not putting in a feature when you don't know their deadlines you don't know how much hours they put into the game you don't know how much work they put into the game you don't know how much money they put into the game but you're willing to sit down and say yo why did why do you have to put microtransactions why do you have to do this why do you have to do that and it's a very telling thing because everyone everyone it's like everyone forgot that Lionhead got shut down what happened to Lionhead they didn't release a game for how many years they released Fable Legends has no Fable Legends had a bit of hype around it then the hype died and then no one played the beta and then studio closed the people in the studio didn't even know the studio closed now you can make all the assumptions and whatever we don't we will never know we may never know why the studio actually closed we might not that's the thing we didn't we were you weren't in the meeting when the decision was made we weren't there we didn't talk to the people we can't ask the head of microsoft why did you close lionhead because he could just lie to us and we'll have to take it so tough but let's be honest they didn't make no money and that's it that's just fact it's a business gaming industry is a business you may love games you may love the art you may love all these other things but it is a business you don't if you don't make enough money something has to cut something has to be cut and it's the truth and people may not want to hear that people may not want to appreciate that but it's the truth so I look at these things and I look at microtransactions and I look at Labo and shit and I'm like the fact the sheer fact that people are spending their money on this shit baffles me I understand why Nintendo does it because I like 100% I will talk shit on Labo until the day I die That's, it's the dumbest piece of shit I've ever heard in my life that people are buying paper but Nintendo are fucking geniuses for taking advantage of people in that way because people will bullshit and cry and moan about EA doing all the like crazy shit that they do with microtransactions because they can and again no one's talking shit about Labo you're getting sold cardboard and you're like yay but you but you're sold but you're sold something in a game that you may be able to equip or play or whatever the fuck and you're like man this isn't fair because I have to get it from a box and I might not get it anyway it's random and shit but I can buy this paper for £60 so I'll do that instead get the fuck out of here this is what I'm saying it's just it, it baffles me it honestly does it baffles me as well, Eddie, but I think we'll have to call that a day. We will have to, because I've been going for way too long. <laughs> I don't. Th- How long have I been going for? Uh, you've had your rant for about 35 minutes. My God! So I will Someone just say, thank you for listening to the One Up Gaming Podcast, episode 221. It's been me, David, and Eddie. Hey... <laughs> Um, please visit yeah, our website. Shit. 
What up gaming.co.uk We have a Patreon site at patreon.com slash O-U-G And we have official merchandise like mugs and t-shirts over at bluecyborg.com And we have a music album out called Games Inspired Music Please just search it on Google, it's on Google Play and things like that 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity and we also have our first 100 podcasts on audiobooks, audiobooksontape.com and it's also got a Sans Pants radio interview and one pound of each sale will go to Diabetes UK. Uh, please just go to our Facebook page, YouTube sort of channel, Twitch. They're all linked on the top of our website at oneupgaming.co.uk. If you want to tweet us, it's at O-U-G official. And if you want to email us, it's contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. And lastly, please subscribe to us or leave positive comments, five stars for the podcast. It really helps when people are searching for podcasts. And it helps us break out and get a few more fans. So I think that'll do. So it's been me, David, and Eddie. So thank you, Eddie. It was my pleasure to talk shit about Labo. It was absolutely my pleasure. I tell you, I've just remembered, oh, I, I do, I do. just before I go, I would like to say we had a quick interview with a two-man dev team last time about their new game called Newt 1. So it's N-E-W-T 1. And it's a like a 3D platform game where you don't have to... There's no combat, there's no death. You actually have to try and put colour and music back into the world. And the game itself was fun for me, but not... I think it's better... It'd be better for, like, the 8 to 12-year-old, that sort of age range, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really cheap. It's out on Steam right now. Um, please go and have a quick look and buy that. And if you leave any comments in, just say that you you heard about it from us. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, episode 221 in the bag. Thank you, Eddie. And I will speak to you or whoever next week. Thank you. Yeah. This will be fun. Oh, we're finally back. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And... If you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. O-U-G Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.